Welcome to the Team Us podcast. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. As couples, we all want to win in marriage, right? And we don't mean in a who's right or who's wrong sort of way, but together as a united team. Oneness in marriage isn't always easy, though. Sometimes it's really hard. It can be a struggle to stay connected and face the difficulties of everyday life together. If we're not intentional, it's easy for the us, the you and me, to quickly become you versus me. Well, this podcast is all about marriage as a team and how to live the everyday moments of your marriage together. We'll share honestly and humorously with you about the betters and the worst of our marriage. You'll hear how grace, commitment, cooperation, and lots and lots of laughter have helped us stay united. Plus, in every episode, you'll also get some practical tips and tools to apply to your marriage. We want to see your team us win. We're cheering you on. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Team Us podcast. We're so glad you're listening. Yes, we are. Hello. So today we're going to talk about how it takes time after you get married to make that transition from me to us. Well, you joined a new team when you said I do. That doesn't mean the unity and cooperation we talked about in episode one are going to be easy or automatic. One reason is that we all come to marriage with ingrained habits. Those things that steal joy from our relationship and keep us from walking in unity, practicing cooperation, and it can even weaken our resolve to stay committed. So we're going to share three practical ways we as couples can practice patience for the old as we work toward the new. And if you've been married for years like us, you might be tempted to turn this off and think that's newlywed stuff. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. But we want to encourage you to keep listening. We've been married for over 18 years and we're still in process, right, Ted? Um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're still working to change old habits, whether they be unhealthy communication patterns, that's more me, or time management issues. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, which is more Ted. (laughs) Uh, We have to continue to practice patience with each other. So we'll talk about habits we addressed early on in our marriage and habits we're still working on today. But first... I want to talk about the Princess Bride because I think it goes along with what we're talking about. So, Ted, when I say the Princess Bride, what do you think of? I think of R-O-U-S's. Well, (laughs) what are those? For anyone who may not have happened to watch the Princess Bride. It's a rodent of unusual size. and I don't think they exist, even now. Right. Have you gone, like, hunting in the swamp behind our house for them? We have a bit of a swamp. I swear I've not seen a single R-O-U-S back there. I also think of all the quotable lines. Yes. Inconceivable. 
as you wish. As you wish. Which, and then, go ahead. Which you actually used to say to me at some points. I'd say, can you do this? And you go, as you wish. As you wish. And what I was really saying is, I love you. Right. <laughs> well, we actually introduced our kids to it. Well, I think our older ones had mm -hmm. seen it at some point, but we rewatched it as a family recently, which was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. It seems to have this kind of universal appeal. Oh, it sure does. It's a good, clean, fun movie. Right. But the most quotable line. Yes. Is never start a land war in Asia or something like that. No, the most quotable <laughs> line <laughs> is, um, hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Everybody knows that. It is. I think so. Yeah. And that's actually, I think he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. He's endearing. Yeah. I mean, he is dedicated to his mm. goal to revenge his father's his whole murder. His whole life. He has worked and planned and given up and stopped giving up. and Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, his drive to avenge isn't something obviously that we want to emulate, no. but we can learn something from him. Do you mm -hmm. remember, Ted, what you told people in the weeks leading up to our wedding? Oh, it was the most romantic thing. <laughs> I was thinking, I'm marrying Ashley. This is so romantic. And I would tell them, what was I, what did I tell them? Something about, um, the single Ted is about to die. Right. And you did it with like this excitement. With a twinkle in my eye. Right. Which yeah. probably made people go, what? What? But it... It, it, uh, the intention was there. And I was, because I was 30 something, right? I was, I had been single for a long time. And I knew that the habits, the person I'd become had to change pretty severely to be a good husband and then eventually a good father because um, married life is so unlike single life. So yeah, I tell people uh, the single Ted is about to die. Watch the, sh the shock look on their face and then, uh, and then have a conversation about it. Right. And here's mm -hmm. the thing. I mean, just because you realize that doesn't mean that once we got married, it was easy to kill those old mm. habits. No, we could, we could give many examples of, of the, the habits that I brought with me from single Ted years that didn't die. Just like it took this beloved character years and years and years to find the six-fingered man and to kill him. It takes us patience, persistence, and grace to kill some of our habits, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, patience, because it does take time. Persistence, because sometimes it's just easier to resign to it. This is just how I am, or this is just who I am attitude. When you realize it takes time and it's hard, you know, sometimes it can feel like one step forward and two steps back. Mm -hmm. And grace, because even when we do make daily conscious efforts to change and do better than yesterday, we don't succeed 100% of the time. Absolutely true. And let me, uh, let me inject something here. Uh, spoiler alert, Inigo Montoya does not really kill the six-fingered man. But that was his intention, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good point. He has mercy. Which is a good thing to have. It certainly is, especially yeah. after you spent your whole life seeking this <laughs> this guy out. Then, yes. Oh, my lands. Mm. All right. Well, let's look at three ways we can practice patience and grace for the old as we work persistently together toward the new. Sounds good. Let's do it. So the first one is, 
we pick our battles. Mm -hmm. So this one is really about our heart attitudes, attitude when it comes to those old habits. Like I remember learning that not all of your habits were necessarily sinful. You know, that it was that with time, the Lord really helped me realize that before I addressed one of them, Mm -hmm. I had to step back and categorize it first. Okay. So, I mean, sin means to miss the mark, right? Right. Right. So I had to ask myself, is this thing that Ted is doing missing God's mark or is it simply missing mine? Is it a quirk that I find grating or is it offensive to God and hurtful to our relationship? You know, and if it was a matter of annoyance, not destructiveness, then maybe I needed to change instead of forcing you to change. Right, right. Yeah, I um, had a number of habits that were annoying. Some of them were uh, perhaps not necessarily sinful, but then some were sinful that, you know, selfishness, the, um, you know, staying up late, sleeping in while you had already woken up and had half your day already behind you. Uh, some of that stuff was selfish. Yes. And then there was things like, okay, I've got mm-hmm. this, you know this obviously, Ted, <laughs> but the listeners don't. I've got this pet peeve of do not put the mail on Oof. the counter where we prepare food or eat food because it's dirty. Dirty, dirty mail. And <laughs> <laughs> who knows where it's been, right? Right. But you didn't know that was a pet peeve. And no. you were probably putting the mail on the counter all the time before we got married. So Absolutely. you continued to do it after Just we so got married. Just so it's like right in front of your eyes, you know, you got to deal with this. But, uh, but yes, I have come to understand that putting the mail, like, um, you know, where we prepare food is not something you No, appreciate. but I think at first I would get frustrated with you mm-hmm. and upset. And then I had to, that was one of those instances, especially after I had asked you multiple times you and you'd have, forget. And I'd forget. It would just, it would be a habit. Right. But that was one of those instances where I had to step back and go, okay, Ted's not doing anything sinful. This is just bothering me. And so I had to figure out ways to not get so upset. Mm-hmm. We've but, gotten better though. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes I put an Amazon box on the, uh, <laughs> on the, <laughs> on counter, the counter or whatever. But now I think we have in our, our current house, we have part of the counter that we don't eat on, that it's more of stack things up. Stack things up. Here. <laughs> but I mean, there's something that I do that I think annoys Ugh. you so much, but it's not sinful. It is not sinful. It is not sinful. I cannot explain why. Sometimes when you're crunching pirate's booty. Which is like my favorite addictive <laughs> snack right now. Or some other something, something. It just grates my ears. Sometimes I have to, you know, clench my teeth. Sometimes I have to move to the other side of the room or something. It's I, it's inexplicable and y'all can make fun of me because it's, <laughs> it's mature. yeah, I should be made fun of. But yeah, my, my little bat ears just get me um, all riled up when I hear you crunching. And I love you. And I'm glad you're eating because nourishing your body is necessary Although to stay alive. Although pirate's might not be nourishing my body. But we've kind of come up with a compromise on that. Instead of picking the battle, <laughs> like you... Try not to get upset. Oh, yes. And I just yes. move a couple chairs away from you. Like, I don't mm. sit on the couch next to you. I move over to, like, the chair in the corner. You know, if we go to a movie and we get popcorn, are we going to sit next to each other? Well, we don't normally <laughs> get popcorn at a movie. Really? But anyway, so anyway. the point is that sometimes mm. the bothersome things simply aren't worth the battle. Right. So we can, like, when we choose to move those things to the conversational front burner, it doesn't improve our marriage. It just feeds one of our needs to be right or have it a certain way. 
So I think that we've learned a lot of the time it's better to pick our battles and apply the wisdom of Proverbs 19.11, which says, good sense makes one slow to anger and it is glory to overlook an offense. Mm, That's good. All right. So we pick our battles. Second, and I want you to talk about this one, Ted. Yes. Is we sandwich our criticism. Yes. What that means is that like if one of us is feeling critical, we make a sandwich. Yes. I mean, it could be <laughs> constructively critical even. Yeah. I'm being goofy. Okay. <laughs> we don't actually make a literal sandwich. What, what, it, what it means is it's a communication technique. Uh, you know this communication technique where you um, somebody says something and you actively listen and you say, what I hear you say is, and then you repeat back to them what you heard them say. It's a, it's a communication technique like that that sounds a little trite or, you know, too, too modern or whatever, but it's actually very helpful. What it means is if you have something difficult to say to somebody, maybe a correction or a, a confession or something, um, you have that in the middle and you sandwich it with affirmation. So, for example, if, if I wanted to say something about the crunching, which is, again, not sinful, and maybe this is a bad example, but what I would do is well, I would say... it bothers say, you, so it eats away at our relationship. So it's something we should talk about. It, it, it has a potential to. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So I would sandwich it with, I am so glad you're enjoying that pirate's booty. I'm glad I bought a box of it from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe, is there any way for you not to crunch as loud? Because it's driving me absolutely bonk- bonkers. <laughs> and, but I'm so glad you're in the room with me. Stay in the room. Wait, wait, don't, don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) This is like based on real conversation here. (laughs) We've really used this and it's funny Uh because, okay. It works. It's it's helpful. It is. I mean, we've used it for years and years and years. And what's funny is there was one time a few Mm. years ago that we were at church Mm -hmm. and they had Mm. like this gag gift that they were giving away from the pulpit, which was a shirt that said, what was it? It was a, it was a red t-shirt. Bright red with white lettering that said, great story, babe. Now make me a sandwich. Right. And it was a gag (laughs) gift. I think they were going to be doing a marriage conference or Uh something. So they were being silly. And they shot it out into the congregation like, you know, they shoot out uh, T-shirts at baseball baseball games or hockey games or whatever. Right. And it landed right next to the couple next to us. Mm -hmm. And the wife looked at the husband like, you're not picking up that Uh t-shirt. And he was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm not picking up that t-shirt. And we were like, we'll take it. Because we thought every (laughs) time that Ted wore it, we'd think about the communication Communication sandwich. sandwich, It it had special meaning to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's probably one of our favorite things, if I haven't said that already, that we use. But you made a Reuben sandwich yesterday for me. That was really good. So thank you for making this. I still make literal literal sandwiches. sandwiches. (laughs) Sometimes you make me literal sandwiches. All right. So we pick our battles. Yep. We sandwich our criticism criticism. and we focus on progress, not perfection. Mm, We have a saying, don't we? Yes. Well, we've all heard the saying that practice makes perfect. And I've seen on social media even lately, uh, practice makes permanent. But we like to say practice makes progress. Progress. And that just means, you know, that we choose to focus on each other's progress. Mm -hmm. If one of us starts to feel frustrated, you know, about chewing or mail or whatever it is on that particular day or season, um, that we haven't seen as much change as we want, Mm -hmm. um, then we stop ourselves and instead we try to focus on the way the other person has grown and improved in that area. Come a long way, baby. Right. I mean, I think one of the areas that 
has probably spanned our entire marriage that we're still making progress in is Ted's time management. Uh, Yeah. 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 I mean, you kind of alluded to it earlier, mentioned it, that um, you would stay up. When we first got married, you'd you'd stay up late. Mm -hmm. You'd get up late because you had a very flexible work schedule. Mm -hmm. And then you'd go in and you'd work late. And I think you'd get, sometimes you wouldn't get home until like, Right. Eight, eight o'clock and at night, dinner. and then we make dinner. Whereas uh, I had a very different schedule. You woke up at what five or six? Right. Well, I was a full time grad student and mm-hmm. worked full time at the time, so I was juggling both of those things. So I'd go to work early, then I'd do classes, and then I'd be home. Um, so our time management and schedules were very, very different, and it did affect our relationship. It affected how much we got to see each other. Um, but over the years, we've kind of, you've made improvements um, in how you balance time. And we've yeah. kind of met in the middle. Right. Um, and we have little uh, tricks to get us synced as far as time. One of them is, you know, we have a, a bedtime story before we, we go to bed. We watch a show, you know, maybe a, a sitcom or, a, or something. And then... Most nights we go to bed at the same time. We didn't used to do that when we were newlyweds. Right. You know, I'd stay up a couple hours later and. Yeah. I mean, we still struggle because you're. Working a lot. Working a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're constantly making progress right. and we're remembering how we're making progress and seeing that and recognizing that. And I think that really helps us um, have grace and patience when. There are weeks where time management isn't as good as other weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, to review, becoming a united and cooperative team takes time, and that's okay. Our job as a couple is to be persistent, patient, and grace-filled on a daily basis with ourselves and each other. And three practical ways we can do this that we talked about is Mm -hmm. we can pick our battles, sandwich our criticism, and focus on progress, not perfection. All right, so we're going to end with our, it's not our homework, because Mm-mm. we don't give homework. No. But it is a challenge that we would love to see you and your spouse do this week. Mm-hmm. So what is the us time challenge this time, Ted? Well, I think we've got a couple of them. One would be uh, maybe write down some ways that your spouse has progressed. Maybe in an area of time management or of uh, uh, putting stuff on the 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 counter mail on the counter you know your own right um and just make note of how the other is improved and then your spouse will do the same maybe note ways that you've improved yeah i think it's a great way to affirm and encourage each other right and to remind yourselves that if something's tough right now you know you've you've seen each other improve get better um so there's hope things will get better Yeah. And maybe, you know, if you have a date night, watch The Princess Bride, too. There you go. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. Well, we hope this was encouraging and helpful to you. And remember, we're cheering on your Team Us. The Team Us podcast is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Ted and Ashley's conversation today, would you leave the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com.
In a world where relationships are easily broken and often discarded, the Rebuilding Us Marriage Podcast is your lighthouse, guiding the way to hope, restoration, and transformation in Christ. I'm your host and marriage coach, Dana Shea. Join me as we discuss the necessary tools for rebuilding marriages from adversity, betrayal, and disconnection. It's time to reignite love as we rebuild marriages from the ground up. Listen to the Rebuilding Us Marriage podcast on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.